Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. It is Sarah and I'm here with Nicole Guberman and you have before you two music majors who are now coaches who help people with toxic relationships and finding their voice. Hello, Nicole. How are you? Hello, Sarah. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. So you help people step into the power of their presence, um, use their voice to become a force, whether it be after a toxic coworker, parent, or just a toxic relationship with themselves. Um, Is that right? Absolutely. Awesome. So when people are wanting to speak with power and congruence, what does that mean? And how is that different than how most people show up in the world? That's a great question. So the way that I see it is the way we present ourselves comes down to our own self-perception and our own beliefs, whether they're subconscious or conscious. And so primarily they come from our subconscious. And often we are not aware of those thoughts um, or the, the feelings that come from those thoughts. And so what I help women do is I help them align themselves from a subconscious place so that they're really showing up as who they truly are and not from some kind of false perception of how they view themselves from whatever experiences they've had, whether it's someone shaming them or gaslighting them or minimizing them, whether that person is aware of it consciously or not. Um, I help them really get in touch with who they truly are from a place of power so that they present themselves totally authentically and in alignment. So when I think about how we show up in the world, I feel like there's two jobs to do, which you just kind of mentioned within that subconscious. There's, first of all, the internal work of feeling good about yourself, of feeling that sense of worth, feeling that sense of connection. And then there's the external piece of how that shows up with other people. Is that the way you understand it? Yes, I totally agree there. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of hosts who talk about uh, the internal work, you know, and that inner piece. But let's talk about actually your true vocal mechanism, like what it means to sound powerful, what it means to talk confidently, um, and what it means to present yourself as not someone who should be overlooked and someone who cannot be walked over. I love that. I, I think that's wonderful how you just phrased that. So this is like at the crux of what I do. And because I have a background in opera, I literally had to learn how to grow my voice, how to build my voice, how to present my voice powerfully, but also beautifully. And so we can't forget that aspect that when we're using our voice, there's a lot of physical elements that come into play, how we use our breath, how we use our body, how we're showing up physically in terms of posture and physical alignment. And then how we actually phonate, you know, the way our vocal folds come together. 
inside of our larynx, which has, which is our voice box. So there's a lot of, you know, physical things happening beyond our conscious awareness that we have to actually tune into and become aware of, not in a way that becomes overpowering, but in a way that allows us to access more self-awareness. So by simply focusing on our voice, we become uh, more acquainted with our, you know, inner world, our internal self. And by becoming very comfortable and and um, cozy with what that is, who that is, what that sounds like, then we have the ability to project ourselves from a place of confidence, from a place of power and ownership. And the way I love to do it is actually have clients, you know, women, all kinds of um, people, whether they're male or female, but I, I generally work with women a lot these days to help them actually integrate all of these aspects between the mind, the body, and the voice. Does that make sense? Well, absolutely. And whenever my kids are hard on themselves and they're not perfect at something or they're upset about something uh, that they didn't get right, I say, good grief. You know, I've hired coaches just to help me learn how to talk. And they say, what? You know, and I say, here you are beating yourself up about not understanding something in math. But when I'm in my 30s, I hired people to help me learn how to talk. And it's such a funny concept uh, for kids, but I want them to learn to not be perfectionist and that we're all growing and that we're all evolving, even something as important as your voice. But most people probably don't think they need a vocal coach. Mm. But something popped out to me really importantly from someone. And they said, what trait do you use more than your voice? Think about someone could be amazingly beautiful or smart and intelligent, but if their voice or their speech patterns get on your nerves, you probably write them off. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. That, That makes total sense. Right. You know, the way we uh, present ourselves to the world, people people are going to have a response to that. You know, if you are very loud and boisterous and, you know, in people's face, some people might react to that like, "Ooh, that's a lot of energy for me. Ooh, that doesn't sit right. And then on the other side of the spectrum, if you're if you happen to be very soft spoken or kind of um, mild mannered, then people are like, oh, you know, I, I would love to see more energy from her or more presence overall, or I wonder if she can speak louder. Those might be thoughts going on behind the surface. And sometimes people aren't even aware of, of that, of how they're presenting themselves. And something I also want to say is that who we are as human beings the voice is going to show up differently day to day, Um, you know, and so we have to learn how to condition ourselves to take care of the voice. You know, my voice is not in top condition every single day. And as a recovering perfectionist, that is an interesting kind of situation to deal with because you have to say, okay, body, this is where we're at today. 
and I'm going to do the best I can with the resources I have available, right? And then some days, ooh, my voice is flying, super clear, clean, pure, you know, clarity in the voice. And it feels great, but I can't make a story around what's happening with my voice um, in the long term because that doesn't do anything to take me further towards what I want, what I need, what I'm looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if you're in a time of stress, that can tense up your vocal cords and actually change the tone of your voice, correct? Yes, that's that's absolutely right. So in my own journey, I had to learn how to release the tension in my throat because for whatever experiences I had there, I spoke in a certain way where either the, the folds weren't coming together enough or I was speaking maybe very much on my vocal fry, like talking like this. I'm even doing a little bit today, but I don't make any meaning around it. It's just what's happening in the moment, you know? And so when I work with clients, I get them to really understand the concept of speaking on the air, you know, slowing down their speech so that they can create uh, more of a feeling of flow, a feeling of release, a feeling of relaxation in their body and in their throat so that they're they're uninhibited um, by their vocal production and that they can speak and present from a place of freedom and ease without feeling kind of shackled by what's going on physically. Which is so important because if you are trying to present for an interview, a presentation, a date, a career move, whatever it is, and you come across as tense Mm -hmm. and inhibited, I, I have heard no one say, oh, I'd love to hire her because she's tense and inhibited. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh man, that girl's super sexy, tense and inhibited. Yeah. Let me ask her out again. Right. So it really is worth taking a moment to see how, how we speak up and how we present, um, gives our impression to the world. So what are your, if someone's starting this place and we'll go with the timid, I actually had to work on slowing down, which I'm always still having to work on that. Uh, I certainly did not have to work on speaking up. Uh, but I see, uh, but we all have things that we need to work on. Mm-hmm. So if let's say someone is more in that nervous, inhibited oh, I can't speak out space. Where do you start with that type of client? Yeah, that's a great question. So I meet every client where they're at, you know, where they're at in the present moment. And we just build upon where they're starting out. So if they're feeling in like a, a timid or meek and mild place, or they're feeling, you know, a lack of confidence or, Um, speaking from a soft place, I start first with self-awareness on a physical level, emotional level, spiritual level. Is self-awareness how we present to others as well? Because I think that's a a missing piece. Um, When I have had to tone down my pace and my tempo, uh, I did it because my natural 
well, kind of, if I was just naturally talking to you when we were like just friends and we were at the house, I'd probably talk to you more like this. Mm. But that came across more as a bounding puppy than a grounded professional, even though that is my authentic self. It almost seems like I care too much. Mm. And that's something I had to become self-aware of is, Sarah, yes, you really do care about these people, but don't come across as caring too much because it is too much. (laughs) And so I had to really become self-aware on how that piece of me presented. It was very difficult for me. Um, Every time I had a coach and they said, you need to slow down, you need to relax. I didn't want my life to slow down. I wanted my life to full steam ahead. And there was that psychological piece on my end that I do want to be honest about because if your voice is very personal and if someone says you need to speak up, you need to speak out, you need to speak differently, even if they say it very nicely, uh, it can really have an emotional reaction that, so I want to be honest about mine in my past coaching and I'm sure current and future coaching, it was very difficult for me to hear. Um, but I want to be aware of how I present to the world. And if the listeners are wanting to present differently in their work, in their career, in their relationship, that's a piece of it too. It's not just self-awareness, but it's um, how we present. Absolutely. And I really appreciate you sharing all of that. You bring up some really great points. Um, I also wanted to kind of touch upon what you said of, um, I don't want to appear too caring. But I actually, I loved hearing that you were really caring, that that's part of who you are. And so, you know, it's, it's important to consider the fact that do I want to minimize that, that part of myself of, yes, you can still be very caring and also relaxed. They can coexist, you know, and so we don't want to push down that part, but I see why you wanted to you know, build upon that. I see warm it up. Focus on it. Yeah. Yes. I just wanted to warm it, give it a little more round edges rather than such sharp. Yes. uh, Sharp edges. (laughs) Exactly. And when you're successful um, in your life and your career, you, because you care about your future, you took the initiative to really hone in on those parts, Uh, you know, those, those things that you wanted to focus on. and, And I salute you for that you know, as you become more successful in life, as you go after what you want, we then start having to pay attention to these more detailed things. Hello, wonderful. If you are loving the Toxic Person Proof podcast, then you have got to check out the book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. Clear the confusion and learn to trust yourself after a toxic partner, parent, co-worker, sibling, all the toxic people. Check it out on your journey to becoming toxic person proof. I'm a very big picture person. You know, I I see things from, from a big picture, but also as a singer, I've had to really learn how to you know, zero in on the details of what's happening when and doing X, Y, Z. And so I love actually combining the big picture with the details and everyone's different. So it makes life very interesting because I can meet the person where they're at, whether they want to know exactly what's going on. And remember, remember, there's 
there is nothing to get. All we have to do is do it. And so I, I once had a teacher that explained that concept to me. And so it started to peel away the idea of needing to do something right, having to do something perfectly. Because when you're in the arts, you just, you want to have the highest quality performance you can make. And this idea of, I need to get it right. I need to, to do it perfectly. It must sound this way. That's a lot of pressure on a person. Just like when you go to do a presentation, you know, it has to be a certain way. It has to be perfect. I need to make the best impression. Yes, those are all important things because you care. But also we have to step back and give ourselves the self-compassion of, here's the things I need to do and how do I get there and approach it that way so that we're not getting so ahead of ourselves. Yeah. And I hear you say step back and be kind to ourselves. Mm. And then I also want to point out that you're also saying we have to step out and actually do the concert, actually put on the performance, actually give the presentation because I see a lot of women get caught up in their head. Okay, I'll practice. And when I get it right and perfect, then I'll use my voice in a different way. Then mm-hmm. I'll sign up for the presentation. Then I'll state my boundaries with my voice. And it is a both and conversation, right? Uh, we can't Absolutely. Uh, We can't get it perfect before we use our voice to set our first boundary. Yes, I I am totally with you there. We have to jump first, as scary as that sounds. We have to take that first step. We have to make that first decision and then everything else follows. So really just starting is where where it's at. You have to, boom, take action and then figure it out. Say yes and then figure it out. Have you ever heard that phrase? I'm just gonna say yes and then everything's gonna fall into place. You have to start with that belief you have to start with that you know that sense of initiative that things are going to work out because if we start from a a place of defeat like ah I'm not gonna be able to to do that ah I'm not ready for this ah it's not good enough that's not powerful that's not a powerful self-belief and so what I love I I had to do this myself I had to totally reframe how I approached my singing, how I approached my speaking, how I approached, you know, literal interpersonal interaction that, you know, when we get out of our own way, when we step back and just take, um, you know, consideration of the whole experience, we often kind of we think too much about what's going on. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a thinker. People have told me that in my life. Oh, you're you're a thinker. Um, but it's up to us to decide the meaning of what that is. I love being a thinker. I love, you know, finding solutions to problems. I love the creativity behind thinking. So it's not a bad thing. We have the choice of, you know, creating the meaning around our thoughts and our behavior. So why do you think people don't speak powerfully, powerfully um, uh, speaking? And I messed up. Everyone should oh, no forgive themselves. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good point. Um, but when there's someone who is speaking with power and someone who isn't, 
What are some key characteristics that you see differentiating between the two of them? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Hmm. So um, there's this book called Honoring the Self by Nathaniel Brandon, which I discovered years ago and I love. And he talks about the concept of what what is self-esteem. And so when a person presents themselves and they're um, and it's and it's uh, in a positive frame, they they have let's say they have quote unquote good self-esteem or high self-esteem. Their posture is aligned. They're speaking in a relaxed manner with confidence. You know, they're they're not overthinking. They're just in a self-actualized place where they're focused on just being authentic, speaking their truth. They're speaking on their breath, um, on their air. So you're not hearing, um, you know, a, a, a lot or um, they're not pressing so I'm I'm pressing now and I'm talking like this and it's probably very loud into the microphone. There's something there where they're trying, they're they're in a place of trying or they're pushing. They're trying to force or control a result. Um, I just I need you to know that um, da, 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 there there's this kind of extra pressure and and that's kind of going beyond what would be, you know, in a place of equilibrium. And then, you know, if, if they're talking like this and um, it's kind of like whispery or they uh, aren't really totally in touch with their body, it might sound like this. So I just want to say that there's no right way or wrong way. It's, it's literally, where am I starting and what do I want to sound like? How do I want to appear? And so to kind of self-assess yourself and say, where, where am I in this spectrum? You know? And so does that, does that clarify? I love it. And I love the question, how do you want to appear? Mm. And when I was going in my own journey of reevaluating my voice, someone said, Sarah, you say such powerful things, but then you're on to the next idea so quickly. Mm. They can't, even grasp what you just said because you're already on the next idea. And that is not who I wanted to be. That is not how I wanted to appear. And it's always going to be a work in progress because absolutely, I, I want to speak so quickly and, and say all the words and say all the things as quickly as I can and let's connect. And yay. You know, that is, that's my natural self for sure. But how do I want to appear? Who exactly. do I want to be? And I don't want to give someone insight into their life and then snatch it away where they miss it because I'm already on to my next great idea. Mm, that's so interesting. That's that was my personal journey. But but I, I do think that's important to share because people who are professional speakers, it probably appears that they were just born this way (laughs) born and uh, we talked about building your voice and the concept of building your voice and many of us have had to build our voice one way or another it just looks different uh, differently at different stages absolutely and I will 
share my own journey in that for me, I'm, I also have a very active mind. And so I'll start talking da, 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 and I'll forget to breathe, <laughs> you know, and I know a lot about breathing. And so for me, it's kind of like, you already know that, like, why aren't you doing it? And so I have to be compassionate with myself that if my brain is getting ahead of my body, I have to say, okay, let's just, let's, let's just slow down and remind yourself, how am I breathing? Am I breathing? If I'm having, you know, kind of a very busy week, or I'm meeting with a lot of people, or just life is a little bit busier than normal, that's often when that's going to happen. And so I have to actually give myself the time to check in, you know, every hour on the hour and say, okay, where's my breath? Where am I in my body? Am am I sitting kind of high? You know, is, is there, you know, am I breathing from a deep place? You know, and, and the diaphragm is a whole other conversation. <laughs> we don't have to get into that today, but um, yeah. So for me, it it's a matter of reminding myself to say, okay, am I with myself in the present moment? And what are the feelings going on right now? You know, right now I have a little bit of adrenaline because we're doing this, this episode together. And so, you know, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, just letting my ideas fly off the cuff, but also monitoring without being critical of what I'm saying, how I'm saying it and what's happening in my body. It's interesting, isn't it? It is. And if any of you don't know what she's saying about the diaphragm, just imagine that you have a balloon in your belly. And then when you take a deep breath, it goes all the way down to the balloon of your belly rather than stopping at your chest. Would that be a quick, a quick analogy of the diaphragm? Uh, For sure. And I will also say that the diaphragm is involuntary. So we can't Mm. actually make it do anything. It moves in response to how we breathe. So, you know, you'll hear people say, breathe from the diaphragm. (laughs) It's a little bit of a misnomer, but the intention is good. The intention is good. The intention is positive. So that's all that matters. What they're really trying to say is find a deeper uh, connection to your breath. So it's not coming thoracically or from, from the chest. I love it. Nicole, tell people where they can find more out about you. Absolutely. So my website is www.trueselflove.club. You can find me online, whether it's Facebook or Instagram at Nicole.trueselflove. True self-love because we're finding ourselves, we're developing ourselves, we're honoring ourselves from a place of truth and deep self-love. Well, Nicole, thank you for helping us speak with truth and self-love on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.